Hi friends, it is Friday, May 8th already somehow. My name is Nessa and today we are going to talk about wedding photography a little bit because it's not happening. It is 9.45 a.m. and I'd love to hear from you and know what your daily life looks like, but I think that in the chaos that is, I don't know, it's not even chaos, it's just minutiae. <laughs> in the minutia of daily life, I found the necessity to enforce structure even more than usual. Like we are mostly business owners, we are entrepreneurs, we keep our own schedules, so that much isn't different. But also, I don't have floating appointments to anchor the things that I'm doing to. It's just the same thing every day. And I think that one thing that's nice about being a wedding photographer is that some days your demands are different than others. So you really have to say, well, I'm going to work on my computer for like these three hours before I get ready to drive down to DC and go out for a shoot. Or if I have a sunrise session, then it's guaranteed that I probably won't start working until like 11 o'clock that day. So I've always had shoots and client meetings and things to anchor my schedule around so I could work around those. And now it's just sort of day in and day out having to figure out a more strict plan. And while I've always had rituals that happen in the morning and in the evening, this kind of structure is new to me. And I promise not to talk about productivity the entire time that we were in here. I really just wanted to talk about structure because I am a person that has anxiety and I suffer from depression. And one thing that gives me some semblance of solace is predictability. No knowing where things are going and right now everything is floating and in the air and you can't really plan for things and that gives me a bit of anxiety. <laughs> I feel a bit of impending doom whenever I don't know how to plan for things. And the reason that I'm bringing all of this up at the beginning is because it is 9:45 a.m. and I want to talk about what I'm going to be doing in 15 minutes. So every day for the past, I think, week and a half, I have been scheduling focusmate.com meetings, which I talked about in the last podcast, for 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 12 p.m. And the way that it works is you set it for a block of time, and then you sit in front of another person on your webcam for 50 minutes while you both talk about what you're going to be working on for a brief minute, and then you just work in silence for 50 minutes, and then you check in at the end. So that's been giving me like 10-minute breaks to walk around and stretch or make tea <laughs> before sitting down for my next meeting. And and that's been working out pretty great. That's given me at least two and a half hours a day solid to focus and work on something, which has been really nice for giving me some semblance of structure because I really need it because otherwise I don't have a reason to get out of bed or get dressed or do anything. And, and I've been reading a lot about how America's problem, our big toxic problem is the productivity trap and us basically being martyrs for productivity and confusing that with success. And I would say, fine, maybe, probably, but I don't think that a pandemic is a good time for us to try to restructure the things that give us worth. Like, yeah, obviously it's something that we should work on, but at a time where everything feels uncertain, at a time where there is no structure to life, I have been very focused on creating a space where I have to do a little bit of work. So every day I do a little bit of work for roughly two and a half hours. And that sometimes looks like illustration. It sometimes is just me zeroing out my inbox. Having this focus meet meetings set up every single day has been great for answering emails because a lot of the time I don't have that much work to do. I haven't had a shoot since the beginning of March, so I don't have anything to edit. But on Patreon in, I think, January, I shared a list of things that I think every photographer should be doing during slow season. And at the time it was like, hey, we're all stuck at home and it's winter and we don't have a lot of shoots, so let's work on this stuff. But those are the things that I'm revisiting right now just because like I need something to do to the point where, and I know I mentioned this last time, I've been working on renovating my shed. <laughs> 
So there's this shed full of spiders and I cleared it out. I painted it white. I've put down tile and I'm gonna share photos with you guys because I'm impressed. I feel like a straight up carpenter right now. Like I'm very, I'm very impressed with how much work that I put into it, but it's just been so nice to make things with my hands. And I think that it's helping me to feel like I'm doing something to dedicate roughly two and a half hours every day to doing work and doing things like blogging and staying on top of emails and making sure that my workflow systems are working the best way that they can for my business whenever things pick back up again has been really fulfilling just to have something to do. I think I would thrive in an elderly home. Like if somebody were to give me a schedule of activities where they were like, well, we play shuffleboard at 2 p.m. and at 5 p.m. we play cribbage and then we eat dinner promptly at six. I would love that. And I don't think everybody would, but I think there's something really nice about having systems in place where I get to kind of check out mentally. Like I don't have to think, well, what's next? There's a schedule. There's, there's a thing, there's a list of stuff that I have to get done. I'm not such a free spirit that I need to do all these things. And yet I'm finding more time for me to work on personal projects. Like I've been able to completely renovate a shed in two and a half weeks because I don't feel like I need to sit in front of my computer all the time. I have a time where I clock in and a time where I clock out, which has been really good for me. I'm also very jealous of people that are really into Animal Crossing because I just have to say it, that game would be so up my alley, like so up my alley. But I lost my freshman year to The Sims. I know myself when it comes to playing games and I get really addicted and very into them in a way that is totally unhealthy and I lose myself. So I, I just straight up cannot play Animal Crossing, but it looks like so much fun. And there is some legitimate merit to finding the things that distract yourself in these times. You can't sit around and think about work all the time, especially when there isn't work to do. That's just ruminating. That's not good for anybody. So you can't really just sit down and just schedule blog posts for eight hours a day. Like you, you can't do that. So I love that people are finding good distractions. I have been finding good distractions in TV shows. Sam and I watched all of Marcella, which is a British BBC detective show about murder <laughs> that has a strong female lead detective. And then we started watching Broadchurch, which we're in season three of, which is a BBC <laughs> British detective show about murder <laughs> that has a strong female lead. And I just finished Never Have I Ever, which is only one season, but it's amazing. It's a show that Mindy Kaling wrote. The character said so many things where I'm like, I could straight up hear that coming out of Mindy Kaling's mouth. The main character, Davy, is amazing and that was a really great show. So TV has definitely been my outlet, the thing that I've been using to distract myself. That being said, I wanted to say, don't feel bad for using distractions. Distractions are fine right now. Distractions are the thing keeping you from going out and picketing. <laughs> we need to open everything back up. So please feel free to distract yourself and also be kind to yourself. And this is something that I've talked about on here, but I've sort of referenced Kristen Neff and self-compassion a few times. It's so easy to get on a thought train of being kind of mean to yourself or disappointed in yourself because you feel like you aren't doing enough or that you should be doing more and it's not productive. Shame doesn't motivate people. It's not a good motivator. So for instance, the way that Sam and I operate under stress is so different. Sam is really good at taking times where he's stressed out and turning it into motivation. Like he straight up did a workshop on his Patreon live last month. That was the thing that he did. He like put together and wrote all new material for it. He started a new photo project that he's been working on. He He's been guest starring on podcasts and going on Instagram live with a bunch of people. Meanwhile, I have put together a handful of blog posts and I've had to do things like schedule five minutes for me to just cry. <laughs> 
So we handle things really different and it's really easy for me to get caught up in a comparison game, especially living with somebody who has the same job as me that handles stress in a very different way than me. Brene Brown has a podcast where she talks about feelings and stuff, but one of the things that she talked about is how some people when they're stressed out become over-functioning and some people are under-functioning. And I am a person that definitely falls into the category of under-functioning. When I get really stressed out, I can do things like clean my house, but I'm not going to put together a business plan that's going to revolutionize the wedding industry. Like that's that's just, that's not how my brain is going to work. I have to find a place in my head where I can be comfortable with the way that I am dealing with stress and not be mean to myself about it, which is so hard. And I'm trying to find space to do that. And if you are also an underfunctioner, <laughs> I would love to hear from you. But in the meantime, be kind to yourself. I'm also trying to be kind to myself. I'm trying to take my own advice. And I have a list of things that I put together last year of nice things that I was able to find about myself. It took me a while to put together this list, but I have a list of nice things to say about myself that I can reference in times like these where I'm not feeling good. It is almost time for my focus meet meeting. I am going to use this 15 minutes of productivity to edit this podcast that I am so grateful to you for listening to. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited about this month's Patreon post. I'm looking forward to being able to shoot weddings again. And in the meantime, I'm just so glad that we can have conversations. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye.